Welcome back, everybody. My name is Tub. And I'm Jonesy. And, and we, we watch, watch movies. movies. Yes, hey, we hey. Do. Yes, That's we right. do. So this week, we watched uh, La Casa Lobo, or The La Wolf Lobo. House. Yes. It was on Shudder, which is nice. Yeah, nice and, nice and short film nice too like short, not, yeah not super long so it was it went it goes by really fast it does and you were just saying you watched it three times for this week yeah i, I watched it three times uh mainly just because the first time i watched it it's so it's well first of all it's an animated film it's stop motion animation stop motion animation but there's so many things about it that will draw you in or can draw you in and just kind of keep you there or focused on things where like I was losing plot like left and right because of maybe little things that were going on in the background, like art wise or some of the transitions, like, cause there's little transitions from scene to scene while it's all still one static shot in a way. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's visually mesmerizing. Yeah. Insanely visual. Yeah. So, The Wolf House is a Chilean stop-motion animated horror film directed by Cristobal Leon and Joaquin Cosina. And in the film, it is about a young woman named Maria who finds refuge in a house in the South Chile after escaping from a, re- a sect of German religious fanatics. That's kind of the, the simple, simplified version of it. Yeah, it's... I only watched this movie once, so I feel hmm. like you're going to be way more prepared than I was, but I... Probably not. This movie's insane. It is so insane. And it, it's what's weird is, like, it's it's straightforward enough. It's just really abstract and, like, you just don't know where it's going to go. Very artsy, very visual. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, I did too. Like, okay, like, I was curious yeah. if you if you would like it or not. No, I really liked it. I think it yeah. done it did a lot of the things well that like some of the other movies that I might have a similar feeling about but didn't like. I think this did it a lot of those things really well. Like yeah. uh so a lot of the meat of this story is inspired by a real by real events. Oh, really? And yes, and it uh it kind of gives you that vibe a little bit throughout the story, like about uh, German and Chile and that there's an, some sort of occupation, uh, this colony that they speak of throughout the movie, um, which mirrored real life. And the story of the wolf is draws parallels to a lot of the things that went on and the way they the context they give you in the movie. They probably don't give you enough context to draw that conclusion yourself. But what's kind of neat about it is so when I got done and I had no fucking idea about anything I just saw in the movie, I went and did a little re- went and did a little research, found that out for myself, was intrigued by it, and then realized, well, it's kind of cool that the movie can actually spread awareness about this real horrible shit that really? happened. I didn't yeah. do any research, so I am intrigued. Yeah, it's uh, let me see. I got a little thing in my notes here. I can quick uh, quick glance over it. But like the um, wolf was a person. Yeah, you did you notice so not to skip too far ahead but just whenever the wolf talks in this movie there's some scenes where the wolf Maria. is talking. Maria. He's he has a German accent. Okay. I guess I didn't really notice that. Yeah, and um it's a, a real guy that was in charge of this colony um known as again, apologies if I mispronounce anything. Colonia Dignidad. 
meaning Dignity Colony, and it was an isolated colony of Germans and Chileans established in post-World War II Chile, which became notorious for the internment, torture, and murder of descendants during the military dictatorship of General Augusto Pinochet in the 1970s while under the leadership of German fugitive Paul Schaefer. Now, supposedly Paul Schaefer is the uh, the wolf. He's the one trying to get this person who left his colony back, so to speak. At least that's what I kind of got from it after I put all this together. And I, I saw some believe of- you. That sounds right. <laughs> so that the the colony was a real like kind of culty. Yeah. Yep. Thing. It was. Yeah. It was a thing where there was this guy in charge, and they used a lot of the native Chileans to you know for labor and kept them there and in 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 brainwashed them and abused. There was the big thing was is he was known as a child abuser. Oof. Okay. And so that was like a a big thing too and that's some of the undertones uh later kind of they they hint at that without going yeah full out. You know what? There I drew a little parallel between this and the conspiracy. Cuz at the very beginning they're like, "Oh, this is a movie we're releasing. There's like nasty rumors about the colony." Yeah. So we're releasing this movie about it, and it's just, like, right. really fucked up. <laughs> like, right, and that's kind of interesting, too, because, yeah, because that's how the movie starts. Yeah. You get, like, this little... Uh, like an ad like, for chili and honey, basically. Yeah, it's like a travel ad, almost, yeah. like, hey, check us out, come here. You know, like, all the rumors you've heard are not true. Yeah. But here, here's, check out this honey we have. Yeah. Which, yeah, they're proud of their honey, these these. Folk. Yeah, they are. They don't give it to the native Chileans, but those Germans love their honey. They do. <laughs> they say it's, it's a closed sanctuary of Germans in Chile, and uh, they're sharing this film from the vaults. And uh, and this part is like an actual video of people. It's not stop motion activation yep. or animation activation. What am I talking about? <laughs> uh, um, but then they say that, yeah, the dark legend about them is ignorance. It's ignorance. Right. Of course, <laughs> that that totally reminded me of the conspiracy. Yeah, I could see that because they're they're covering something up, you know. Yeah, the big old conspiracy here. They're like, yeah, it's fine. Look, <laughs> look at this weird animated thing. <laughs> right. Someone well, and made. it definitely like when you know that going into it, because that's uh one of the things too. I picked up more the second and third time around is that it. Uh, well, they say too at the end they're like there's a little meta moment where it's like uh, this footage was found and it was directed by. The two actual directors, uh, and it's uh, a film that they found uh, to kind of ward off the bad rumors. Yeah, but how does it do that? Like, it just seems like a weird film. Yeah, no, I agree. And it took it took me a while to kind of draw the conclusion that that it's about security and safety and oh and, yeah like don't this is why you shouldn't leave the colony right and as things like within this movie like in the beginning things are uh, very uncomfortable but then they become kind of comfortable to an extent like it, things are portrayed like with a with a softness to it and a heart even at certain points but then this wolf is always very ominous and he's always asking questions about like the house and and almost how the main character maria feels and it, Eventually, it just kind of gets to her, I feel like. And through that and through some of the things that happen and the way certain things react, and there's like some swervy kind of stuff towards the end of the film. And it uh, for through three quarters of the film, I'm like, I don't see how this would be considered propaganda. But then 
as it all plays out and what inevitably happens and in the nice little nightcap on the end of the movie, yeah, it definitely felt like a propaganda piece for sure. So the parallels to the the uh, conspiracy, I think, are pretty, pretty strong. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, I'll be interested as we kind of go through to get towards the end. Because I think, like, you definitely probably have picked up a lot on this that I haven't. So I think it's going to be one of those light bulb type moments. With this, though, too, I don't think there's like, I think it's very straightforward. Okay. I do. I think it's just very visual. Like, it's so like, it's so hypnotizing and surreal. And like, like I said, some moments are really soft and can draw you in. But then there's this like unease, kind of like certain moments, almost like very, almost Eraserhead-esque. Like, he's just really like, you, 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 there's things you like about it, but there's things that are making you feel kind of weird or not great and you just don't really know where to put your finger on it if me as a kid i would have fucking loved this movie i loved like weird shit like this as a kid i still kind of do but it reminded me of like something my mom would be like i don't know who gave her this but she (laughs) loves this this movie um because it is it's 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 animated and it's like unsettling and it's awesome yeah, it's super cool. A really cool effect that they did that I that really stuck with me is just a unique way to um, animate it was that they would have like any other stop motion. It's it's almost like all these characters are made out of um, like paper mache. Yeah, and yeah. Um, in in like straight up tape. In tape, yeah, <laughs> it's very like crude almost. Mm-hmm. But then they will stop using the actual little like dolls. And then paint over the whole background, yeah. and then the paint becomes animated. And that I thought was a really interesting effect that they kept kind of like switching back and forth on. Yeah, and those like that technique was really cool because it, it's kind of it's kind of how the movie signals its transitions from one scene to another. Yeah, and you can when you're watching it though. So even though it's it's stop motion, and even though there's like all this we are used to about stop motion, it also. Like if you if you're thinking about this movie as being shot from a camera and being shot in the way it it just moves. This movie is just nonstop, like one shot, movement. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, of movement and inner, you know, intertwined with these insanely visual and creative uh, transition pieces that all come from within the confines of this house. Yeah, where like you said, some of the coolest stuff is where they paint over like actual objects that are in the room. Yeah, and it just gives this strangeness and depth to it. Yeah. And it's like it's not like they remove the objects either. They just paint right over it. And and it's nice too because they leave a lot of the imperfections in this movie too. Yeah. They don't overclean things. Like if there's an imperfection or if there's like a piece of tape holding something up, they leave it there. And it's better off for it, I think, yeah. not not cleaning it up or or taking out any of those uh little imperfections. It keeps it like gritty. Like I feel like that's part of what they wanted. It's very very cool. I've never seen anything like I feel like I've said that like on 3 episodes, but I've really <laughs> never seen anything like this movie. The only thing I can think of that really is anything close to this movie is like some of the older like tool videos, like music videos. The story starts out we kind of are talking about um this girl named Maria. And she's running away from the colony <clears throat> because um, she was disobedient and she let three pigs escape. Yeah, lost some pigs. And so she was to be punished with a hundred days and nights with the silent treatment, basically. No one could speak to her. She couldn't speak to anyone else. Yeah, good old solitary. Yeah, solitary <laughs> confinement. So she's like, fuck this. And she runs into the woods 
and she's being chased by a wolf and until she comes to a house, which is where she finds sanctuary and she doesn't leave for the rest of the film. I didn't even pick up on this until right now looking at my notes. When she was obedient, she had let three pigs escape. And when she got to the house, there were two pigs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything to that, but that's interesting. I'm sure there probably is. Yeah. I just kind of assumed maybe one of them left. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or, you know, died or something. I mean, there is a wolf, whether it's, you know, a real wolf or a metaphorical wolf, who knows. But there is a a wolf of sorts outside. Um, Right. So, you know, maybe one got lost. The wolf had a little bacon. A little snack. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maria gets into the house. She realizes there's two pigs in this house. And so she thinks what anyone would think and says, well, I'll just transform these pigs into beautiful creatures that will never leave me. Yeah, of course. That's like the first thing running through anyone's mind, you know, exactly when they're when they're trying to leave some crazy, you know, Nazi colony that, you know, what, what this world needs is uh, more animal, animal human experimentation. Let's make That's these, what we need. Let's turn these piggies into humans. And she says um, she will use a magic ball and nobody will punish her. Like her big thing is like, I don't want to be punished anymore. That's kind of like her main <laughs> gripe. Right. Yeah. And and you can only imagine too, like what the punishments were probably like if, uh, you know, it's probably pretty bad. They say, Here's the thing, though, is like they say it's solitary. They say all these things. But like when you think of like the context of like that, this isn't necessarily the whole story is being told by her. Yeah. And it's kind of being twisted. Like, what does that actually mean? You know, like, yeah. hey, solitary, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Um, yeah. And so that's that's kind of some of the vibe I got too, where she's just kind of running from everything because totally. what she's what she's running from, while it's sec- secure in their opinion, uh, is probably quite horrible something kind of interesting happens and I feel like I put this in my notes but this probably happens a lot in the movie and I just stopped writing it but uh, Maria's character made out of like paper mache is sitting on the couch and then her character completely like dissolves and becomes physically undone and she basically turns into an armchair at a certain point but it's like things like this happen all the time in this movie and it starts to just be like oh i guess that's just a transition like that doesn't really mean anything i kind of got that vibe too because i think some of them might just be like that's like where it signals like the transition from one scene to another but then there's also like i think there is part of it to be said too where this is like the story of somebody who just went from you know this crazy situation and is now isolated in a house with two pigs uh probably going mad yeah and so i think a lot of a lot of these things too like where they they almost like get stripped of their layers and kind of like reset uh throughout the movie almost like some of those scenes you were talking about like her hair will go away and then come back slightly different or her face or they'll morph slightly and i think it's maybe like uh displaying like changes of like feeling or emotion or something like that too i mean i could see it's something like that but either way it's kind of cool it is a, cool. And it's like, that's the thing. It's like, it, it might mean something or it might just be like, that's just the animation style. It's just bizarre. It's done well enough to catch you in the middle of not knowing which one it is. So right. yeah, more, more power to them. Agreed. And that's when we first hear the, the, the man's voice who is the wolf and he's 
He's like, Maria. Maria. It's like super slow. Yeah, definitely creepy. Yeah, Maria. <laughs> and then they show a wolf on the TV and he, uh, that wolf voice says, a stranger should not enter a real home. Which is also puzzling. I'm like, I don't know what that means either. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Some of it might be the translation from Spanish to English, too, that it's a little. Could be. Or it just there's an extra layer there that needs deciphering. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be definitely interpreted uh, that she's trying to make a home with these pigs. And she's yeah. like maybe going mad and that that's not a solution to the problem because the wolf is still outside, so to speak. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Like that's could be. I don't know. I think it's just the wolf just slowly picking at her and getting in, kind of testing the foundation of her mind and her home. Yeah, in the home. Yeah. So Maria begins to interact with these pigs. She tosses a ball to them and sings to them, and sure enough, <laughs> <laughs> the pigs' hooves turn into hands and feet. Uh huh. As they as they do, which makes hey, if you're gonna throw a ball and sing to a pig, you need to know the consequences <laughs> of your actions, and we all know. <laughs> this was pretty cool, though. Uh, the scene with the ball and the pigs. I thought like the little piggies start off on the wall, and then they kick the ball, and it's oh, this yeah. mi- it's this mix of uh painted animation like on the walls, like a two D animation, like crossing over into the 3d setting they've created yeah that was very cool you know what was also cool too um i don't know exactly where this happens but it happens several times in the movie too is like when they're panning through the room and then they'll they'll go over like something that would be electric and it like like fizzes out a little bit you know what Mm -hmm. i'm talking about like they go over like a light and it'll just start like blinking and acting like reacting basically Right, or they have the TV, the TV later, like when they move over, it starts to flicker, which I think was just a real TV, like they just had live as they were like slow capturing. Yeah, I some wonder of this stuff. how big this set was. I think it was well, from what I read, it was an art studio. Oh my god, this probably took so long. Five years. Holy shit! Really? Well, that makes sense. Five year project, and yeah, you can definitely tell like they put in a lot of work. Yeah, so that means Maria was like life size. You know, I don't know a lot of that. Like a lot, as hell. (laughs) A lot of that could be. I mean, a lot of that could be manipulated to like, right? Yeah, depth and stuff. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, there's a lot of tricks with that too. Like a lot of like doors that aren't doors, like paint on a doorway, and Mm -hmm. you know, make it real. A lot of old school, like uh, what's that? Um, there's uh old yeah whatever, but uh, it's an old art style from like old set pieces of like old horror movies where they would be just like you know, uh, a wall, but it might have like a staircase built onto it and it looks like a staircase, but it's really just somebody just drew a staircase on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie specifically that I'm trying to think of that's really old and it has a lot of really crazy out there uh, art uh, effects like that, but I cannot remember what it is. So if you know what it is, if you know what it is, hit me up, uh, hit us up on Twitter and tell me what I'm forgetting. Yeah, but what, what is it in black and white? Yeah, yep, old ass, I think even silent film status, I think, yeah. I just can't remember what it is. I think the only <laughs> silent film I've ever seen is Nosferatu, but... So, when the pigs started, like, getting the hands and feet, that's when I started being like, okay, yeah, this is a horror movie, this is getting creepy. It Yeah, it takes turns. 
Yeah, it definitely does. Maria starts sewing a dress and tells this weird story of uh, when she was in the woods, she gave a tree lots of animals, and then the animals mm. became little flowers, and the tree said that she'd thank Maria with a present, and uh, the tree gave her a red apple, which gave her strength. Which I think is a little foreshadowing. Almost definitely is foreshadowing. For what? For the end of what happens, because there's a sequence of events that take place at the end where it it uh, draws a lot from this particular story that she tells. Okay. And I and I think it's a uh, I think it's definitely the, the apple too. It's a parallel of drawing, like taking the the animals being saved to the tree. Well, we don't know if they're saved if the tree because I mean the wolf just could have went right in the tree and eaten all the <laughs> yeah you know eaten all it was it honestly put their backs to the wall and made it easy for you know the wolf to eat them they don't really say that they're kind of purposely vague about that yeah and i think i think it kind of is supposed to go hand in hand with uh her leaving this colony finding these two pig children uh trying to set out on her own and take care of them failing and ultimately bringing them back to the tree for the wolf to eat and uh, and in return, she gets an apple. She gets to survive. She gets her vitality and her sustenance. Okay, interesting. That I can see that making sense. Because you know what? Honestly, I mean, I took notes on everything that happened, but I was just watching it like, what the fuck is going on? I liked it, but I just didn't know what was happening. The one knock I do have is that there maybe isn't like enough actual context to like the actual events because some of it without knowing that or like understanding like the severity of like the actual like real life shit you're kind of left to like interpret it your own way and that doesn't necessarily lead to like the cleanest interpretation yeah like i just took it as like a really weird fairy tale <laughs> like 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 anything like this too is that's totally valid yeah yeah like like i think it it really is like just a dark literally like a fairy tale like a storybook yeah like uh the brothers grim so, okay, so she, she makes this magical dress, and we just know that it's made at this point. We don't really know anything about it. Um, and then she points out that the house is cracked, and she starts looking at the Christmas tree, and the pigs have now grown legs, so they're, like, walking around all grotesque and, like, hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah, and, like, really abnormal and surreal looking <laughs> yeah yeah and uh for christmas she gives these creatures clothes and names yeah merry christmas my pigs here's your name so she names them pedro and anna and they their heads turn human they like slowly like become human in this all creepy weird way yeah, and like one of them has like a visibly open butt crack <laughs> yeah. at one point. Um, but yeah, they they slowly <laughs> morph. Like the clothes kind of find their way over to like the pig people, and yeah, they they wear they their clothes kind of just like form to their bodies, and then they become these uh, little freaky deaky looking kids. <laughs> when you did the research on it, did you find out that Pedro and Anna were actual people? I have my own theory, and I don't think so. I think oh, okay. that I think that's like a uh, thing that could be like part of the propaganda. Okay. Possibly or or it's part of one of her dreams cuz this movie is like a a series of dreams and nightmares kind of 
put together. Totally. I also I also think if we're looking at it like like this really happened and she did find pigs and I think she's going insane insane slowly. Mm, and okay. uh I think she's creating giving these pigs identity like names and especially on a day like Christmas if it is Christmas, she's probably even more vulnerable than normal yeah. and she's she's left a community where she did know people and where you know she probably misses some of those people because she knows the horrible things that are probably going on there without her there. Yeah. Uh, and so I think she's giving these pigs personality and names and trying to take care of them to put up a front that she's in charge of the situation she's in. Um, yeah. Because later, <clears throat> I don't know, just a lot of things add up. Uh, if you're looking at it like logically, like it really happened, there's a for real like logical explanation, I think, for a lot of it as well. Right after this, they kind of flash to a new scene and they show a bird in a cage and the narrator calls the bird Maria and says, oh, Maria works sun to sun, like is just constantly working and basically is like poor Maria in this cage. Yeah, I think it's supposed to be like the old uh, Sylvester the Cat cartoons mm-hmm. where there's like uh, the little Tweety bird in the in the cage and the cat that wants to eat the bird. Okay. I took it as, like, she's trapped. Like, she's trapped in this house, like a bird trapped in a cage. Exactly. Yeah, that mixed with, I think, what I said and knowing that... The predatory side of it, yeah, okay. That it's, yeah, she's stuck there just waiting for the kind of inevitable lunch that she's going to become for the the wolf man. Clap for the wolf man. (laughs) Clap! Do you know that song? (laughs) No. Oh, it's uh, the Guess Who. Okay. (laughs) They have a song called it goes clap for the wolf man he's gonna rate your record high you should listen to it i think you'd like it anyway that's neither here nor there okay yeah so then they flash to the little boy pedro and he grows out of the toilet yeah as young boys do and then they show him kind of getting covered in bugs for some reason and maria comes in and comforts him and while she's sitting there, the bathroom kind of like falls apart and changes into a living room and like his, the toilet changes into a chair and the whole thing changes mm. and Maria tells him a story. That itself was kind of a long part and it was really mesmerizing because you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> but... um. I don't draw any meaning from it, do you? Besides, it's just weird. Not really, unless, like, the only thing I can think of is, like, with what I was just saying before about uh, how there's, like, almost visions that she's seeing an interpretation of, in her mind, how things are versus, like, how things maybe really are, or, like, closer to reality. Like, this okay. kid maybe is, like, decaying kind of already, or, like, this, like, you know, kind of chimera-type thing, like, you know, like this human that came from a pig, so it's, like, yeah. kind of fucked up, you know? Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But then once she comes into play, it, be, it like, changes, and it, you know, instead of him being as decrepit and bug, you know, ridden, uh, it changes up, and he's no longer on a toilet, he's on a little chair with some books on it, and... You know, it just kind of cleans up the the scene. So maybe it's like going into like her delusion a little more. Yeah. But I don't know. Other than that, I mean, it could just be, again, like another setting just change weird. location thing. Yeah. I, that's the thing. is that, So I, I, t- I totally took this movie at face value and just took it as like a weird fairy tale. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's kind of how I took it is just like 
a series of things that they're like, this is kind of unsettling, but not in a lazy way of like this image and this image. Like it, it, it was very interesting and I respected the way it was done, but it felt in many ways, like there was a lot of just kind of random imagery that was just maybe there just because it's unsettling and interesting. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Really, honestly, like, is, like, yeah. like I was saying the first time I watched it, like, there's so much going on, but then there's nothing going on right, at the same totally. time. So like your your mind, you don't really know what to look at or like what to pay attention to because there's you want to take it all in. Yeah, all your senses are kind of being pulled in different directions, and there's just like the outstanding fact that it's like the, like these guys created this, you know, like and so like it. There's things that do take you out of the movie even as you're watching it, just kind of marveling at it. Totally. The first time I watched it, I was satisfied with it. Like I wasn't left like unsatisfied i was like oh cool like you know that was awesome uh and then the second time i watched it it was like totally different context because you know what happens right just as satisfied but i used a different you know i had that other interpretation of like the real life con context got it uh and stuff and like with that it didn't necessarily make it better or worse it just like it almost gave this like divergent pathway of like i like it for this i liked it for this reason and now that i see it this way it's like i there's different levels of interpretation for sure. That's yeah. That's interesting. This is, I never rewatch movies. Like mm. I'm the opposite of you. Like I, I <laughs> can't like my, I just, my attention span is so low that I rarely, rarely rewatch a movie, but this is one I probably would just because, cause it is also just mesmerizing just to watch what they did. It's not a typical film. No, it's really, really like, not. It's more like a like a theme ride or something. Almost yeah. like you you go somewhere to experience this thing, <laughs> and, like, and it's, it's it's a small world only, just like way more fucked up. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like it <laughs> it does definitely fit a lot of that vibe of just not not being like much else. So if you recommend, if anyone listening is like, oh my god, you should see this, comment. Let us know because we like shit like this. Yeah, please do because this was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, honestly. it really was. She tells this story to Pedro and the story she talks about is about a dog who's in a house and the house is like, okay, dog, stay in the house. And then the dog is like, uh, no, goodbye and jumps out <laughs> of the window. I didn't write notes on the rest of it, but isn't doesn't something terrible happen to the dog because or the the house is really sad that the dog left? Yeah, I actually missed this one in my notes too because I was like, this girl Maria and her stories, <laughs> my God, yeah, <laughs> she's always got all these stories. Yeah, yeah, I think it's basically she's uh, giving him a little cautionary tale of her own. Totally, because she, she's the dog. Obviously, I think in this right. Scenario. And the the house is sad that she left, like, the colony. Because right after that, she says that she doesn't like to sleep because she remembers the colony and she wakes up crying. That's, like, some of the most context, I think, in the movie yeah. is, is right there. Because I think, isn't it when the kids are sleeping or, like, the kids are kind of off and she, like, gives us a little nugget of uh, that it was horrible where yeah. she was. And it wasn't as you're being told. So then they all sit down to dinner and she's, like... Teaching Pedro and Anna how to, like, have manners and, like, eat. I think be real. Yeah, like, she's trying to teach them 
to become more human. I think she's secretly craving the the realness of them because I think like reality is still like in the back of her head that it's not real. Yeah. Like the situation. So if she can convince them it's real. She'll convince herself it's more real. It just makes things easier for her, I think. But um, instead, she <laughs> knocks over a candle and lights the table on fire. And Pedro, I think, also is lit on fire. So he gets set on fire, poor Pedrito. And uh, it kind of, like, when he gets set on fire, it, like, makes these, like, shadows dance kind of along the, like, painted along the walls as everything kind of burns up. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, it's really cool looking. During all of this, it, like, everything's turning black and it's just very dark and ominous. Um, The house or the wolf, maybe both, maybe they're both... I wrote in my notes, I think the house is talking to her, that mm. whole Maria. Yeah, but yeah. then you're like, okay, that's actually the wolf, but it could be both. I don't know. That voice starts talking to Maria and says, can you hear me, my little bird? So mm. again, he's, and she responds and says, yes. And he says, you can't take care of the pigs. Like you clearly, like you burned them. <laughs> like you can't do it. Yeah. You already lost them too. Yeah, like, you fucked up. Um, and he says, let me in. And she says, no, I don't want any more punishments. Mm. So it's almost like it It almost feels like it's like that, um, like the resisting the devil type of let me in. No. Like, right, yeah. Kind of a thing. Okay, so the, the next part we see, uh, Maria is in bed. And Pedro's head... <laughs> Forms out of the bedroom floor. So it's like a pin, like, but it's like a giant head. Yeah, it looks fucking huge. It's and huge. Then he, he like transforms into a desk. Yeah, but like the head is sticking out of it. Yeah, his head is on top of it, and then the body is like the desk, but reminded me of Transformers. I want to re <laughs> edit that scene and put in the little uh, <laughs> noise and shit. Yeah, uh, and, but his his head is like all black, like it's all charred, and um, so apparently we're like, okay, I guess Pedro survived the fire. Um, and but his skin is all it's not burnt like like a skin like skin would burn. It's like black, like wood would burn. Right, like a like ash or yeah, like, yeah. And uh, so Maria says, well, we're gonna heal the skin with ointment. And she uses magic honey. Yeah, we got the honey somehow. It's yep. here. It's here. And that's how it's powerful as fuck. Um, so she feeds Pedro the honey. And he somehow becomes a blue-eyed redhead. <laughs> yep. Uh, am I going yeah. too fast? Like, No, no. Okay. Um, Basically, yeah, she she slobbers the boy with honey. He comes back. <laughs> yeah. it, it basically it just brings color. Like he gets little rosy dimples, and he gets his blue eyes and his real hair. And I think also voice. He has a voice now too, right? Uh, well, um, Anna gets the voice because the bird goes into Anna's mouth. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm thinking um, of the part the part later where they have that song where they're just all going. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. So, uh, basically, same thing happens to, to Anna. She, the whole movie, they've had black hair, and now, um, 
Maria the bird comes into Anna's room and flies into her mouth, which gives her a voice, and then Anna also becomes blonde. Um, and then a weird thing happens that's never explained. Um, a hand crawls to the other side of the room like it's the Adams family. The, like... Yeah, thing. The thing, yeah. <laughs> so that happens. <laughs> well, yeah, doesn't it, like, doesn't it, like, sit atop something and get a little, uh, stigmata type action It does, action it gets it? stigmata, yeah. and then yeah. a flower grows out of the stigmata. Which I think they show earlier, either in, like, a painting or... Oh, like, really? There's, there's, like, some quick snap picture of uh just that like kind of like a flower growing out of a hand yeah with like the jesus hand on top of a flower type situation then um right after that flower grows out the entire room starts growing like flowers and 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 it gets all trippy which totally reminded me of um what am i thinking of hagazusa hagazusa midsummer yeah yeah isn't that funny all these parallels. Yeah, you wouldn't think these are so different. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of common threads through yeah, most of the most bizarre. of the movies we've watched. Yeah, yeah, that happens, which also doesn't get explained at all, or at least I didn't understand what it meant. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, no. I mean, okay. just like uh, not really. I think it, it's maybe like a uh, because in her mind, the kids are finally like fully fleshed out. So like maybe the delusion is complete. So she's like. Every like all the things, all the parts of the delusion around her are like accentuating themselves. So like, because don't they have a dinner at this point in time? And they're like, oh yeah, it's like we have food and all this shit. We're good. And then, but then it's like not that long after that, they're like totally not. Like that's not the case. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, because right after this, maybe maybe the flowers just show like they're she's in a positive mood because right. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Because yeah, I, I think they're that happy. Is, yeah, like it, it sh- her mood changes and, and then it kind of changes everything around her. Exactly. The yeah. And she um I I have in my notes they are happy, so I think I don't think it's it's not in quotes, but then right after that it says um uh oh, the kids said the wolf is far away and then Maria says, "I hope they're right." So it's almost like they're all happy and feeling safe, maybe? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah directly after that the mood turns again and uh they do like kind of a uh, probably the only part of the movie that i was like this is kind of corny that she (laughs) looks in the mirror and she's like oh like who's the fairest house of all or something and Mm. the wolf says that this house is not the fairest and she says why is my house not the fairest why does the wolf say that like she kind of for some reason starts to get like almost self-conscious about the wolf challenging the fairness of her home yeah i think the uh, doubt's starting to creep in yeah uh and that's when they do the the sing they sing and (laughs) dance all eerily yeah little fam sing yeah which it like it had the same energy as like those creepy clocks that have like the birds that come out and then they like all sing and yeah little cuckoo clocks and shit yeah they have yeah the little uh the little bavarian people come out and like dance around yeah, that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> that's when shit starts getting weird, though. Yeah, isn't it? Because like after <laughs> after the little fam jam, yeah. uh, the I don't know. I think we're I think we're supposed to infer that there's a little bit of a time skip 
Okay. Because they yeah. say they they show them sitting down at dinner and there's no food now, and it says right. that they've been basically been starved for a few weeks. Yeah. And things are not looking so good for the fam jam. And all the food they do have is rotten and sour. You keep saying fam jam, but the kids <laughs> hide that jam. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they. <laughs> they're like, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. And they're just they try lying. to s- sneak the fam jam. They yeah, they were sneaking that fam jam. She's like, she. I saw Anna. She lied to me with her mouth like full. The fam hunt. jam. <laughs> <laughs> that, that jam's for the fam. <laughs> Yeah, so it definitely the the mood changes, and Anna makes a comment to Pedro, and says, "Hey, by the way, Maria is bad," and starts kind of putting that in his head, like, kind of like their mom in a way is uh, bad. Yeah, their protector, whatever type scenario she Creator. is. Creator. Yeah, right. No, in a way, yeah, because yeah. like I think this is where like it's one of those lapses in reality here. Yeah. Because what I, th- what I think this is, and I'll just say it now, I think it'll make sense yeah. uh, where we're at, is okay. that I think this is all a delusion. I think these are just pigs, and she's created this life to, like, feel secure. She's doing everything she can to, like, not be tempted by the doubts that the wolf is trying to feed her constantly. Um, but then reality sits in. She runs out of food. These children, while they might not see like pigs anymore, they are still pigs. And what do what happens to pigs when they become starved and they're around a human they eat they eat the human like that they they eat the whole fucking body like that's like a that's a thing really so it, wait that yeah. happened yeah oh yeah uh yeah there was uh a scene in hannibal where the guy feeds the guy to his uh fucking pigs because it they eat the whole body like it leaves no trace apparently so that's in my head that's just like that that wait that, hannibal the movie yeah i think it was the movie or the book one of the two okay. um but that made me think that at this point, that's kind of what's happening in their quick, like, rush to judgment that uh, now they want to eat her, basically, because she's bad. Well, we didn't get that far enough, that far. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. they think they think she's bad and they kind of are ready to turn on her really quickly. Right. Yeah. But then she does uh, she does uh, say she's going to get them more food, though. She's going to go out and get an apple to which they're like, they kind of turn back into kids and they're like, no, it's dangerous outside. Don't go out there. The wolf is out there. Uh, Like, just to kind of add to your theory of this is all just like a delusion. It's not like we see Anna and Pedro talking alone in secret. Mm. We see Maria spotting them and hearing them say that. You know what I mean? So I kind of feel like that adds to that that theory yeah everything is through maria's uh perspective for the for the most part yeah so yeah so maria wants to go pick apples they're like don't they're the wolf is out there you shouldn't and instead um they just tie her up in her bed another pretty crazy scene here too like where they show her on the bed and she's just a head and then her body like slowly forms and then it's like covered in all this like black shit <laughs> she's like yeah stuck like to the, the bed. ropes kind of yeah form around her that type of animation reminded me of like old 80s horror movies like the way that the the um those like bars were coming over her like for some reason it, it's that same type of i don't i don't know what i've seen that i'm like this reminds me of this but it's very mm-hmm. like nightmare on elm street type yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Wrapping around. Or even, okay, if we're going to go Nightmare on Elm Street, you know the scene where Rod supposedly commits suicide in jail, like when that, mm. the rope is formed out of the blanket? Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Which is probably also stop motion animation, <laughs> now that I think about it. Well, then basically they're like, we're going to eat this bitch. Yeah. And they say this like really eerie line where they say, um, don't talk to us because if you talk to us, you confuse us. I thought that was eerie. But I think the reason it was unsettling to me is the idea of it is like, don't change our mind about this. If you talk to us, we're going to want to stop eating you. And that confuses us. So don't say anything. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot, more, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But again, I don't really know. Like My <laughs> interpretations of this are just like, oh, this is what I how I took it. And also, I, I think it's cool that like neither of us are like, this is definitely what it was. And this is what like we're both like, this is what I thought. Like, I, I feel like a lot of these... Um, a lot of like reviews that you even just read about some of these shows are like, oh, what's interesting is this is what they meant. And it's like, if that didn't come directly from the writer, director, producer, like someone who's involved in the movie, mm. then how do you know? Like, unless I guess you are like, oh, this is what the story is based on. <laughs> like, but yeah, honestly, like watching this and watching it the three times, I still have no fucking idea. <laughs> yeah. And I think some of it is meant to just be like, oh, this is just weird. So what's what's kind of interesting about this is that now, you know, through the whole movie, Maria has been avoiding the wolf, terrified of the of the wolf, um, and ignoring the wolf, saying, I'm not going to let the wolf in. And now that she is strapped to a bed about to be eaten by her pig children, she prays to the wolf. So it's just a total... Uh, 180 that she's yeah. now like all right come on in like right i mean these you know these help. little kids these little kids are gonna fucking eat me so at the very least i might as well pray to the fucking wolf that's outside yeah i mean help me say yeah blow my house down please yeah Huff he says puff. i eat i devour <laughs> so then the wolf delivers and he comes into the house, I guess. Uh, and Anna and Pedro turn into trees. Which was totally midsummer. Like, the way they're, like, human trees. You thought that, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I got the vibe from that, for sure. It looked just like the um Yeah, the, the people at the end. At, at the end. end, yeah, the sacrifice totem crazy. people. Yeah. Yep. And then, so this is the part, too, where it goes back to what I was saying earlier about with the animals in the tree. It's that story kind of retold through these pigs or children or whatever the fuck they are. Okay, I got um, it. That kind of does make sense. Because they she's going flowers. Ulti- she's ultimately going back to uh the colony now. Okay. Uh whether those kids are going with her if they're real kids, if they're pigs or you know, whatever it is, it's like her succumbing back to the colony and then at the end he says, uh she came back. She enjoyed a life of vitality and working with pigs and all that. And she's a okay, which we don't know that, you know, like yeah. obviously, obviously that could be, uh, you know, taken so many different ways. And, uh, this is where the, the switch flipped for me. And I was like, Oh, I get it now. Like that I understand, propaganda. I understand the propaganda 
part of this part of the movie because obviously the beginning part is like pretty clear as day like propaganda the movie itself though i didn't i wasn't getting that until literally right at the end and i was like okay i I could see that well and he has a line at the very end that stuck with me that he said do you want me to take care of you so it's basically yeah the whole movie is like yeah you can run away but like you are fucked like you need me to take care of you yeah nature's inevitable because two little pigs without enough food is enough to take down one lady in a house all by themselves with a metaphorical wolf you know running around the outside Totally. Yeah. The, well, you know, actually, you know what? The way now that we kind of go through the whole movie and go to the end, what they should have done is framed it like um, this is a film being shown to children in the colony. Not something that was being released to dispel nasty rumors. That didn't make sense. But if this was shown to kids that were part of the colony to explain why they shouldn't leave, it would make perfect sense. Yeah, sure. And I mean, it totally could be. It's just one of those totally. things where, like, the lack of them straight up saying it, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Like, or, you know, maybe we're supposed to infer that, but it just didn't come across all the way. But, yeah, no, that makes actually a lot more sense. Yeah. That, that they would uh, make it this kind of animation style as well to, like, totally. you know, to, 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 in, in a fairy tale style as well with, like, these, like, little fairy tales built in within the fairy tale where they're constantly telling these little stories uh within the story as well yeah it that's how they should have done it that's the only criticism i think i have is that the whole like this is going to dispel nasty rumors doesn't make a whole bunch of sense yeah no for sure it's it's the same as uh same problem with the conspiracy really yeah yeah it's like really you're just going to release that to the public and let alex jones get a hold of it like (laughs) yeah good luck yeah Okay, so what was your favorite scene? Uh, down to two, but I would say probably the uh, dinner scene with the fire. I think it's just, it's the part in the movie where everything starts to really shift and shift quickly. Yeah. Um, And yeah, it's just super visual and crazy looking. Or I would say probably the scene where they're trying to eat her, where she's tied down to the bed. That was very visually unsettling as well. Um, but yeah, it's really hard to tell, like to pick a scene out of a movie that flows like this. It's just a never ending flow from beginning to end where it's, you know, one eye orgasm to the next. Totally. Uh, it's, there's just so much going on. It's hard to pick really any specific part. Really. I'd just say, watch the whole thing. And you know, it's, it's hard to single any of it out, honestly, but what did, uh, what did you come up with? (laughs) I literally wrote all of it with a question yeah, mark because it's literally yeah it is like exactly what you were saying is that it's like it's non-stop that i thought that was a good way of describing it is that it really is just like it just keeps going and it's not it's not non-stop in a exhaustive way either because there's so much happening that you're so awestruck by that it's just it's almost like um overwhelming in a way but not too overwhelming it's it's just there's always something to look at um so yeah i i thought that this was extremely creative the way it was done and i really really enjoyed it uh what was your rating i gave uh i gave the wolf house four out of five marias <laughs> I gave it three out of five, 
pigs with hands. I, I, my rating seems kind of harsh. Uh, and I think if I had watched it, especially having the context of knowing there was a real colony that this story was based on, I think that would have upped my rating had I known that. Um, it deserves to lose a star, honestly, not having a little more nudge of context. context. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what it was for me is that I really, really enjoyed it. And I like things that are just like wonderfully weird, but not so weird that you can't follow the thread of what the fuck is going on. Like you can follow what's going on. It's just bizarre. And I really like that. Like if, if the whole thing ended and then they like showed photos of Maria and were like, this story happened, this and that, this is who the wolf was, this is who, you'd be like, holy shit, oh my god. And like, if I saw that, then I'd be like, I'm gonna rewatch this right now. <laughs> and like, have all this new context. Um, so yeah, that's, it's that, and then also the weird narrative of like, we're releasing this to dispel rumors, that bugged me. Little funky, but man, it's pretty admirable though for all the Very much all the so. all the other stuff it does pull off. It pulls off really well. It really does. Yeah. So I highly recommend it if you have Shutter. Yeah, no doubt. Definitely look into it. Uh it's probably one of the more intriguing things that I've seen on Shutter recently. Yeah, absolutely. I you didn't see that movie that I told you about the other day, did you? Uh You watched it already? No. Okay. No, I didn't. Do you remember what movie I told you about the other day? Which which one? The DDR gangs? <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Um, no, I, I did not. That's my choice for next week because you haven't seen it. Uh, so for listeners, my choice for next week is the uh, FP. Um, and it's basically, uh, it, it's not horror. I know pretty much every time we suggest movies it's like a horror movie this is not a horror movie it is a really stupid movie about um dance dance revolution gangs that are like they take place in the underground and they like they <laughs> they like verse each other in ddr and they take it extremely seriously um and I'm actually looking forward to rewatching this. Even if it's not chosen, I'm going to rewatch it this week because I haven't seen it in like 10 years. But it's one of those movies that you can tell was like written by a group of buddies and, uh, they have all these like really dumb lines that, um, I still want to quote all the time. But it's this movie that no one's ever seen. So when I want to quote the movie, no one knows what the fuck I'm talking about. But the reason I recommended it to you specifically is because I know you're going to fucking love it. And I feel like it'll be nice to have someone else to quote this movie to. And you'll know what Hell I'm yeah. talking about. Right. At the very least, you'll have someone that you can shout the quotes to. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's um, ridiculous. So that's my choice for this week. Okay. Excellent. Mine is, uh, my choice is a movie. It's another Shutter film. It's called Super Deep. Super Deep. And it's about a Russian research team that goes below the Earth's surface. And when they do, they discover what will pose to be the greatest threat humanity has ever faced. So it's, uh, like an under, in, under the Earth, uh, creature feature. Okay. Kind of flick. Yeah. It looked, looked pretty cool. 
it's it's like your your next chud. Kinda, but I think probably not as good as chud. <laughs> I mean, you can't set that bar that high. <laughs> no, but it uh it it looked pretty good. It looked like it was a kind of serious uh creature feature thriller type deals so if you're a fan of you know maybe like alien or uh underwater or stuff like that kind of along those lines so cool yeah um wasn't underwater didn't that just come out like fairly recently yeah like the last couple years yeah um i watched that earlier this year and i really disliked it oh really i liked it i thought (laughs) it was pretty cool um i thought it basically just uh well, I had also just watched Alien, like, I don't know, a few weeks prior. Oh, it's like eating steak and cleansing your palate with Burger King. <laughs> yeah, it, it was like, it was too much like Alien and like a shitty ripoff of it, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, you're right. I, I, I probably just watched it too close next <laughs> to Alien. All right. Well, the FP versus Super Deep. It seems like these are way different movies polar opposites polar opposites but i uh i'm looking forward to seeing so of course like every week sorry we uh released this episode a day late (laughs) yeah hopefully not a dollar short yeah unfortunately it's uh you know you'll get it in your feeds i know you guys are all subscribed you'll see it yeah and you know um also we really appreciate the feedback i've gotten a couple messages on instagram we're we're too shy to comment yet which okay is fine uh but i've gotten a couple messages of people that are like hey um it's taking me a while to get through this podcast because i actually watch the movie first and then i listen which is so awesome so thank you for participating in the polls and choosing what movies we watch and thank you for participating and watching the movies and listening along. It makes it really fun and interactive. And maybe someday you can publicly comment. <laughs> we can all join the discussion. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah. So thank you for listening. Please vote uh, on today when, when this gets released <laughs> yeah when, not, you're, when you're listening to this you can uh you can vote you can vote the day this podcast gets released is also the day that you can vote so if you're listening to this podcast a day late then wait for next week and and that's how that works yeah bingo or just bingo. you know if you're ever wondering if what the status is on the votes just check our instagram or our twitter if there's a poll up on our ig stories or our main twitter page then Go vote, because then it's, yeah, it's still up there rearing for the pickings, so. Water's fine. Yep, jump on it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have a terrific week. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll check y'all next week.